Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la 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 la. That's my warm up. Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la 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 la. What's your warm up? Your vocal warm up? Yeah, that's my vocal warm up. Ma 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 ma. Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la 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 la. la ooh la la, ooh la la, la 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 la. Ama. There we go. It always comes. It always comes. When you think you're not going to get the cold open, it just fucking comes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. Keep your head up, squeaky clean. It's your old pal, Pat. You see how well I did there was I changed the cadence. Uh-huh. And it doesn't sound like a threat. It sounds like, hey, keep your head up, squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. If I said it like the character in the episode says it, it'd be like, keep your head up, squeaky clean. Yeah, That's squeaky acting. clean. If you were wondering yeah. about acting at all, I just I just gave you a, a mansplained a, a whole... Um, I know nothing about acting. I have not done it in my life. Well, now you know. It's, you know, I was very shy as a kid, so being up on stage was not the place for me. Part one, it's all in the cadence. It's all in how you say so you can make anything sound good or bad based on the way you say it. Did you know that, Rachel? I did not. You just you just mansplained that to me. How you fucking doing, Rachel? See? Or Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Rach? I'm doing all right, pal. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. It's so good to be back bi-weekly with you in this in the quarters. Yeah, it means we say things too soon and then have to report on it many weeks later. Like the fact that I did go to the Blink-182 concert. Dude, it's been so long since we recorded that episode <laughs> and then we just put it out and then it'll be so long again till uh-huh. we put this episode out. But Rach, that's like when I say how you doing, Rach, this is what it's meant for. If we hadn't recorded on that day, I don't know if I would have gone to see Blink-182. I think that helped instigate it. Oh, I, I will say de- definitively. Yeah. You would not have gone to see Blink-182. So the only other thing that happened that week was on Wednesday of that week, my coworker who was coming down um, from New York to Baltimore for Memorial Day weekend sent me a Slack message you know, work people sending slacks, slacking right. back and forth, left and right. And slacking, back. slacking, back. slacking, slacking back. And she said, oh, my sister's going to see Blink-182 tonight and the ticket was only a hundred dollars. And I was like, funny that you mentioned that <laughs> they're playing in Baltimore on Friday. And I looked at the tickets and they're like a hundred bucks. And she's like, should we go see Blink-182? And so that's what we did along with a bunch of people she knows <laughs> oh dude i feel very responsible for getting mm-hmm. you to go to see blink 182 i'm so happy you mm-hmm. went yeah. you had a good time correct am i right am i correct in saying you had a great time yes i had a very good time i ended up spending closer to like 160 dollars with fees and like once i had to pick a particular seat 160 dollars you went with fiona <laughs> with fiona between you and fiona because you said fees <laughs> with fees anyway, um, 160 bucks you know you're gonna do it you gotta do it it's fine and we managed to get there like 10 minutes uh, like get to our seats 10 minutes before they started so totally skipped the openers it was like perfect timing you're um, a wealthy woman let's be honest you're, you're I, a woman I, of means 
I, I mean, for the most part, except for the fact that I was unemployed for three months and I still haven't gotten paid. So I'm literally just living off of like credit cards right now. But well, that's what happens. You've been in New Zealand for fucking six weeks, Rachel. You can't get well, paid had, when you're had, traipsing around the outback. I had saved some money, um, so I was doing okay. It's just that, you know, I started back to work a month ago, and but I get paid so delayed from them that I still haven't gotten paid for the work I did last You got to get paid, dude. I know. I Well, I submitted my invoice. I'm just like, where's the fucking money? Where's the fucking then money? Then I am a woman of means, so I am just put that on a credit card, and I was like, future Rachel can deal with the Blink-182 and Ticketmaster fees. Where'd you sit? You have good seats? What'd they you were do? okay. They were kind of like, it's an arena, so we were on the first level up, not the second level, and we were oh. towards, Ooh. oh, on the sides, but like a little bit towards the back, so you actually mm. had like good sound, like the sound was pretty good there. Okay, that's what people yeah. don't know. People always think they want to get right up front. You know, Sound right is up terrible up front. I, it just... Yeah. And like, unless like, what are you going to do? Like try to re- touch Tom DeLong's hand. And when you're seeing a band as well known for their great sound as Blink, <laughs> California's own Blink-182. I was surprised. They sounded a lot better than I you thought they would. Um, and I mean, I think that part of it was like where we were sitting, but I was like, they played, I mean, they've been a band for fucking ever, even though like Tom has come and gone a couple times. They broke up for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're tight like they played really well so someone wrote in the facebook group i think it was Jeanette, um who had also gone to see blink 182 last weekend uh-huh. um and was talking about tom's banter and it feeling oh, kind of off yeah and so what's funny is that some of the people so i went ended up going with like six other people um it was like my coworkers um boyfriend and like some family and friends like his sister her sister (laughs) sister's boyfriend and like another friend um and i don't i think that like you know some of the i think they all really liked blink 182 but like i don't think that they all know like that blink 182 was gonna tell like off-color jokes like and i was like Mm. that's just how that's how they've always been like if you've never seen them live you might not know that yeah um and I feel like at my show that Tom and Mark had really good banter between the two of them. And when it was, when it didn't work or something, they joked about that. And Mm -hmm. so it actually worked pretty well. But I think that, um, someone thought that Tom was really mean that I was Mm. with. And I was like, I mean, I guess he's kind of like, I don't know, off the cuff kind of maybe a little harsh or something, but I think it's funny, but it's like also because that's like what they, I feel like they always did. Yeah. But maybe he's got more of an edge to him since he knows that the aliens are real and he feels justified. I feel like even when I used to go see them, they would always be like back and forth on each other, like mm-hmm. making fun of each other and having fun yeah. and doing, I bet you it's all shtick. It's probably all written, right? It was, it was pretty, I mean, probably they <clears> messed, <throat> like he definitely like tried to do something and was like, I did not do that well. <laughs> But they like, do the the origin story of how the band got started. I'm sure they did that. The, that classic. I don't of, think they did that. They didn't do that banter. Oh, yeah, that's some of the old school stuff about like fucking the ground mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh man, <laughs> they are in their fifties. There is something about men in their fifties, yeah. like in 2023. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit off. They they did some you know good Baltimore jokes and stuff, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I it's the exact same set at every single show. Uh, the yeah. only thing that's different is what song they play 
over the speakers in the arena when they leave. Oh, what was every place is different. It it was um, Taylor Swift and they actually like started singing some Taylor Swift during damn it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So was, so it's the same set, exactly the same set every night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exact same. What were some of the highlights for you? Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. Was that one of them? Um, I was like, oh, I know this one, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, I think one of the people that was like with this group of people I was with probably doesn't go to a lot of concerts and was like, oh, I wish they didn't play all the songs I knew at the end. And I was like, they actually did a pretty good job of spreading them out throughout the whole said like because some of those were like just smack dab and missy was like pretty smack dab in the who, middle who, who was this person someone who's clearly not been to concerts very much yeah, not into not really into music yeah yeah how was happy holidays you bastard which was what was, was it was kind great of it was great the uh turning off the lights was weird they didn't need to do that um they had some great set things happening they had mm. uh really great video behind them the whole time of like for each song. I know everyone does that these days, but it's always nice when it's good. Um, they had a giant inflatable rabbit. Um, yeah, because the two, the two phases of blink One Eighty Two, the rabbit and then the smiley face, mm-hmm. which one are you? We're for, I'm a rabbit. We're yeah. I had rabbit. to explain to someone what the rabbit was. I was like, that used to be their thing. It was yeah, the rabbit. They're, yeah. If you, if you didn't come around until the self-titled album, you don't mm-hmm. even know. Did they pe- play shit, piss, fuck, C word, cocksucker, motherfucker? They did. They did. Fart, turd, and twat. They did. Play yeah. It. Okay. Good I for fucked them. your mom. Good they did. They, Classic. but I, I made you listen to Mother's Day. And I said that is genuinely very funny. That was what I said was my favorite song last week. It's just such a, it's so silly. I don't Um, know. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's 2023 and people don't find stuff funny anymore. But I just can't. That is just objectively hilarious. Yeah. Suck it and fucking and suck it and fucking. And (laughs) And the way he says it, he's singing it like so aggressively. And then he just, for a minute straight, just sings in a very sweet voice, it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. Now that is so funny. comedy. It's so funny. I'm just like crying, laughing, thinking about it. It is so stupid and so mm-hmm. funny. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God bless. Maybe uh, you don't think it's funny. I don't know. But Gosh. did they play Josie, your favorite song? No, they don't. They, they don't play didn't? it on the set list. No. And you know what? Like the day after they played here, they played it at Hershey Park. And I'm like, wait, I should have gone to Hershey Park and then gone to see Blink-182. That would have been a great day for that like 13-year-old me. <laughs> Could have had some Hershey's kisses. Oh, it would have been great. Um, I can't believe they don't play Josie. Adam's song, I assume. Yeah, they play Adam's song. Um, Rock show. Yes, they play rock show. Yeah, classic. They had some like sw- there was before they played Adam's song. Mark said something about all the tough things that they've been through, and like he had just had cancer yeah. and stuff. And it was like very heartfelt and really sweet. And they probably say that at all the shows, but it still was really nice to hear. Did you get? A I came t-shirt? home and I f- I did not get a t shirt. They're all like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I also don't own a Blink-182 shirt already. I was surprised. Mm. I don't think I ever bought one, but yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time. I was like, oh, it's so nice to like have a concert on a Friday of a holiday weekend. Yeah. That's only a 15 minute drive from my house. <laughs> Yeah. This is great. That doesn't happen very often. You have a couple of drinks. What'd you do? What'd you have? Um, I had some wine. So I went over Long to Island iced teas. I went over to the, fr- the, the friend's boyfriend's parents house and the parents were out of town and we had like grilled before, uh, going down there. So I had some wine there and then I didn't drink anything at the concert cause I was like too fucking expensive. <laughs> But you're so wealthy. I mean, you can you can afford. You're, you're a woman of means. It's borrowed money. It's borrowed money. Um, the last time it was at the arena in Baltimore, which is you know it always changes who the sponsor is. So it, it's CFG now, which I don't even know what that is. It had been Royal Farms before that. Royal Farts Farms, the oh. convenience store. Um, <laughs> but it was a real Blake One Eighty Two joke for you, right there. It was. It was. The last time I think I went to that arena, I, I didn't go to see Janet a couple weeks ago. She was there. Um, Bruce was there a couple weeks ago as well. The last time I went to that arena was to see Sesame Street on ice when I was a child. Wow. Yeah. I never go there. There's not normally things I want to see there. You're so old. Elmo wasn't even a character. No, he wasn't until the 90s. Yeah. But of course, we're not here to talk about Blink-182 for 20 minutes. Jesus, Rach, a little long in the tooth there on that description. <laughs> yeah, We're not you here asked to the question. I know, I'm kidding. I love <laughs> I actually love listening. I love hearing these stories. This is my favorite thing. It was things. it was really fun. It was like one of the most fun things I've done recently. You should have slapped that one guy in the face though. I was like, I don't know. Why did they play save all my favorite songs for the end? <laughs> have you never been to a concert, you dumb fuck? I just walked away quietly. I can't believe this, all the famous songs. They waited till the end to play. This guy's never been to a concert. Oh, oh. also, it was actually a, a lady who said that. But one of the guys <laughs> was talking about how how fantastic Tom DeLonge is. And I was like, like musically. And I was like, are we talking about the same band? How fantastic he, at what? <laughs> Knowing about Playing aliens? guitar and singing. <laughs> He's so bad at both of those things. I know. It was just like, wait. I love him. What if I was like, he's in front of Travis Barker, who's like one of the best drummers of all time. <laughs> like, Last I, week on the show, you were like, him. I don't know why Travis Barker put up with him for so long. And it, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, the tune of being a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> probably at this probably, point. Probably. Probably. He's probably not a He's a billionaire probably because he's married I, to a Kardashian. But I watched... I guess it's like Architectural Digest thing where he like walked through his home with them and he seems like a very boring person, I gotta mm. say. <laughs> and I'm like, these, you you tour with these guys. You've spent yeah. a lot of your life with these guys. Yeah, Has it I rubbed guess. off on you at all? Is he the drummer on Dude Ranch or does he not come until no, Enema of the No, he didn't come until Enema of the State. He comes it was still Scott, whatever his name was. I right. forget his last name. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, he did well for himself. God bless him. He was in Aquabats before that. I remember that. Yeah. That I knew. But we're not here to talk about the Aquabats. We're not here to talk about uh, this fucking yo-yo that Rachel went to this concert with who doesn't understand that the band saved their most popular songs for the end of the concert, <laughs> which is like a concert going 101. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we're definitely not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about Degrassi. <sighs> 
We're going to get right back into rock and roll, babe, too. Oh, yeah. yeah now it's going to be another 40 minutes of conversation. I can tell I've been listening to Bands Plane because I just said babe. That's a yassy thing. God damn it. Anyway, we're here to talk about Degrassi. More specifically, we're here to talk about Degrassi episode 1105, which is the fifth episode of the 11th season of Degrassi. It's the 235th episode, but because of all the two-parters, which we'll be getting back to next week, which I got to say I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah, I feel like these one-parters are a little boring, to be honest. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'm ready for more content. I, I don't know if I'd call this one boring. This one was better than last week. That's for fucking sure. I love, I can't imagine... And I and and I'm sure they'll t- they'll talk to us about this at the next uh, Patreon meetup. Mm-hmm. When the broomheads and the dope monkeys hear us say, and in in this case, me say something after last week's episode, like I wonder if this panties thing is going to go anywhere with Connor, <laughs> and them they just know where it's going, yeah. and I don't. Yeah. So they must just be licking their chops because I don't even know. I can't. Yeah. I can't. He's it's addicted so, to it. It's this is this is the fun part because we've never seen any of these episodes, and yeah, so, so it's we really fun to speculate. And it's like I like I've said this before. Like I'm in a Degrassi, a different Degrassi Facebook group, and people talk about plot lines. So I know there's other characters coming. I know there's other big moments that are going to happen, and I but I don't know like the timeline of all of them. So yeah, I'm excited no one, to like no one on the see. on the Reddit's or the Facebook pages going that deep on Connor's panty stealing addiction. No, I I'm haven't sure. even heard of that one. So I'm just like <laughs> in all the years, no one has mentioned that and i wonder why <laughs> well it's the 172nd actual episode of degrassi wow. the name of the episode is idiotech mm-hmm. idiotech is a radiohead song i mean i feel like this could go for hours but it won't we'll keep it yeah. short rachel yes i asked you earlier about radiohead and i was surprised that you didn't jump on being because you love british shit let's be honest yes i do love but you british didn't shit. seem that into radiohead so i'll ask Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Radiohead song? Please don't say "Creep." <laughs> you think that that would be my favorite I Radiohead no, song? I certainly know it's not. I like Radiohead a lot. Um, they've made my top twenty-five songs of all time. Like I, I do really like them. But there's some people who are obsessed with them that I know, and so I feel like that's where I can't say like, "Oh, I'm like they're a huge fan" because I'm like, no, I know a lot of people who like them way more. Um, and it's not like I own a box set discography like I do for Blur or anything like that. Well, no, so. they don't have to be your favorite band. They're certainly yeah, not but I do like them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think when they first came out, I was a little bit too young to appreciate them. Like I, like Karma Police came out when I was like 13 and I feel like I used to see that that's not even like Pablo Honey or, um, whatchamacallit. The Benz. The Benz. Yeah. Um, but like I remember seeing that music video every morning of eighth grade, essentially. Um, and I was like, they're fine, but I didn't really care anything about them at the time. And I remember seeing the paranoid Android music video when I was like 12 or 13 and being like freaked out a little bit by it, but also like couldn't stop watching. Um, but I really got into them more around like kid a amnesiac kind of stuff. And then, enjoyed them a lot didn't think about too many things or anything but like i i 
my favorite album though I think is In Rainbows. That was going to be my next. That was going I was remember I yeah. said I was going to ask you something else. I was going to say oh. I think I think your favorite Radiohead album is way more important than your favorite Radiohead. Song. Yeah, cuz the thing is I have a really hard time saying one song and like I think album-wise there was something about In Rainbows that really struck me and I think part of it is that our friends used to have this New Year's party every year at this house that we both went to in like the late 2000s and on New Year's Day once we watched whenever I guess it was like 2007 into 2008 there was like that in rainbows video that's like all the songs back to back I don't it's know like it. a, okay so it's like them playing in like near Oxford in England, like in the hills and stuff. It's like this weird video, but we watched it all super hungover on New Year's Day in 2008. And then later that summer was my only Radiohead concert I've ever been to. I saw them like on the In Rainbows tour at Victoria Park in East London outside and they played two nights. And the first night I didn't go, but I could hear it. Um, and then the second, I went the second night and it was one of my favorite concerts of all time. Like definitely top 10. It was such mm -hmm. a good concert. So I think that's why I really hold that album dear. I could listen to it start to finish like any day of the week. It's one that I just like the whole thing. Like, and I actually have a really hard time picking a favorite song off of it because I think it works so well start to finish that it's yeah. hard to kind of go, uh, I think this is my favorite. And like, because that album means so much to me, what I ended up picking for my top 25, was Jigsaw Falling Into Place, which is probably my favorite out of those songs. Okay. But I also like, like, Idiotech is a really important song to me. I love that song so much. Um, I love Everything in Its Right Place. That's one of my favorites. I, the music video for Just is one of my favorite music videos I've ever seen. You love Radiohead. I made a, in college, I made a video for a class to Street Spirit, like, Rachel, yeah. you love Radiohead. <laughs> you were downplaying this earlier. Yeah, but I think because like I know a couple of people who were huge Radiohead fans. And it's like hard matter. to be like, uh, I, but yeah, I do like them up. But honestly, I didn't really listen to much of anything after In Rainbows. Oh, what was okay. it? What was the one I that came after? Uh, King of Limbs. Well, King of Limbs stinks, but then they yeah. put out, then the last one, which was Moonshaped Pool, which mm -hmm. fucking rules. I never listened to it. King of Limbs stinks. Yeah. I, I would I would say, I would say album-wise, though, after In Rainbows, it's the Kid A Amnesiac duo. It's yeah. like, they're just so great, but you, I can't pick one because they complement each other so well. You're sort of the happy face Radiohead mm -hmm. versus the Bunny Rabbit Radiohead. Yes. I like the Benz a lot too. Okay, so you are Bunny Rabbit. Yeah. Um, that's a Blink 182 metaphor for all you people who are like, <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? I just said that there's a first half of Blink 182 and a second half of Blink 182. Yeah. And they're represented by the bunny and the happy face. Radiohead yeah. doesn't have such a representation. So no, I did it. They've got that little monkey rabbit guy. I think Radiohead is like I think there's the history of music, and then there's a lot of things that happen, and then Nirvana happens. Yeah. So, and then that changes the course of music. Yeah. And then I think the next bomb is Radiohead during OK Computer and Kid A. And I think that changes yeah. the course of, and I shouldn't say music, rock and roll music, rock music. Yeah. yeah. Not all of music, but yeah. I think that that era, that, that, that like, 
little pocket mm-hmm. of time, radio, everyone wanted to be Radiohead after that. Mm. And there was a, some people, some things that were good and some things that were bad. Most mm-hmm. things are bad, but mm-hmm. there was, everyone was looking for who's the next Radiohead. There was like Wilco is the American Radiohead. There mm-hmm. was always like some, they, they took up a lot of air mm-hmm. in like from, especially I would say like 1986, 97 through like, Oh, two. Mm-hmm. But then in Rainbows happens and there is there you, people where you and I are four years apart, which does not seem like an insurmountable yeah. time. But in in pop culture, it's huge because like I don't really fucking mm-hmm. know in Rainbows that well. Like oh. I like it. Mm-hmm. I know like weird fishes. I and, think like, that I, it was just like the right time and place. Whereas and you like, could pay even, what, that was the pay what you want. Remember? Yeah. Like that was when I lived in England. And so I think that there was something to that. Plus like just hanging out with like people who were really obsessed with Radiohead in the U S and like seeing that video and stuff. But, um, like kid a and amnesia came out when I was still in high school. Yeah. I'm like that's college. not even college for me. So it's like, but I listened to it a lot in college, not in high school. For what it's worth, I remember going to Tower Records on the day that Kid A came out and buying it in the morning, like you mm-hmm. did with Blink-182, take off your pants yeah. and jacket, yeah, and putting it on my disc, man, and walking back, going back, getting on that subway train back to campus. Oh, man, what a time. See, so <laughs> earlier I did the, the, the bunny rabbit and the happy face mm-hmm. thing, but I, that's actually not quite true because they're sort of like, they're like in three because- Mm-hmm. I recently went to see Pavement with three other dudes. Mm-hmm. A dear friend of mine and then two other guys who I'm friends with, but not as close. Mm-hmm. And they are all within age range of me. I'm 42 years old. I think mm-hmm. my friend Ray is a year younger than me. And the two other guys are about two or three years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we started to talk about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And all three of them, we were talking about like, what's the best? And I was shocked to hear them all full-throated without thinking twice. We're like, the Benz is the best Radiohead album and it's not even close. And I was like, that is fucking insane. Yeah. Because there is there are people that yeah. go to the Benz kind of into OK Computer. And then I remember when Kid A came out. P- mm-hmm. Fans of those bands felt like betrayed by Kid A. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh no, 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 Kid A. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Also, Kid mm-hmm. A should be in the Smithsonian. It's so good, mm-hmm. and it's so. I think Kid A. I think OK Computer is also equal. If I'm picking the song, I'm gonna pick Paranoid Android. Mm-hmm. If I could only listen to one Radiohead song ever for the rest of my life, it'd probably be Paranoid Android. But like mm-hmm. you said, within Rainbows. It's about the albums. I put Kid A on today with the old headphones Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just impeccable. It's, it's Mm -hmm. so it's timeless, but it's also so of that time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? That's a magic trick. Yeah. That's a magic trick. I think Kid A. So anyway, the Benz, I was like, the Benz is very good. It's a rock album. Mm-hmm. I love just. I love fake plastic trees. Mm-hmm. I love fade it, fade out. Street street spirit fade out yeah. or fade in, fade out, fade out. I mm-hmm. love all. The, I love the mm-hmm. bits. 
I was floored to be sitting at a table and I'm like, wait, there's no argument. Like you, I couldn't believe that everyone was so in cahoots mm. and would hear of nothing else. I was like, not even okay computer. You're not even going to yeah. give me okay computer. Yeah. And they were like, I yeah, but fitter happier is stupid. What? Who cares? <laughs> I don't love okay computer. It's not quite my scene. And I think like, even though I said like, I always associate kid a and amnesiac because they came out so close to each other and I listened to them so much like simultaneously, but I think kid a is, the better of the two. It's the, it's the more it's got focused the better, album. It's yeah, the it's more got better focused. songs on it. Amnesiac is like a tossed off sort of, it's not tossed off, but it's definitely like the, what was left over. Yeah. So it doesn't feel as like fussed over, which is, yeah. a, a, for some people, maybe a benefit. I like yeah. Amnesiac, but it doesn't, it doesn't knock me over the way Kid A to this date, like had to disappear yeah. completely. I love that album oh, so much. God. Like you yeah. said, um, everything in its right place. Just mm-hmm. that opener, national it's anthem. So yeah, and and to listen to it now, when it came out, and I was there for it, and yeah. I was there for like my roommate Tim Blaine being like, "This is a betrayal. I can't. I hate like you don't and like are like telling me you don't like this. You know, being like mm-hmm. you're lying. You just are saying you like this because it's cool to like this. That was a thought wow. that people had." I love Tim Blaine. Shout out Tim Blaine. Still, mm-hmm. still a dear friend. Like, no, it's funny. But yeah. I think in I that think moment, I, it, yeah. it felt so jarring. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to it now, like National Anthem, Idiotech. It, it fits. It fits the trajectory and it makes sense. And they're also good. They're they're it's songs, great man. fucking song. It's not like they just made this esoteric, like fucking metal machine music. They didn't. They made a great. They mm-hmm. It was of the time. It was mm-hmm. what was happening, and they incorporated what they also did. Geniuses. Mm-hmm. Shout out Moonshade Pool. Shout out True Love Waits, which was that like mm-hmm. B-side forever, and then mm-hmm. they put it on Moonshade Pool proper. Moonshade mm-hmm. Pool is very good. Oh. Shout out Radiohead. Honestly, a game changer. A game changer you know band. What? I, I didn't say as my favorite song. I can't think of the name of it. Hold on. I, could, I started to sing it in my head and i was like oh my god actually there. i never i never specified oh i love there 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 there's fucking great two plus uh. two is five is great king of king uh hail to the thief is also an underrated there's a lot of great songs on that album yeah talk show host great song b-side oh. great song great loved song. loved 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 talk show host there, I you know me. We, you make a joke. You make fun of me all the time. Mm-hmm. I always say these things. Some my favorite band. This mm-hmm. is one of my favorite bands. I actually would not say that for Radiohead for the same reasons that you would not say that for Radiohead. There's people who like are I don't worship obsessed them. with them. I don't and worship. I don't. But I. But here we are, and we like love all these songs, and we. Know I all love this stuff. them. I love them deeply, mm-hmm. and I, they mean a lot to me. But mm-hmm. there's also a coldness to it that. Yeah. I I'm a very like. Uh, I like things that fucking speak to my soul. Mm-hmm. I like Bruce Springsteen. You know, I like earnest yeah, yeah. fucking shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, that's what gets me. So this is a little bit like it's standoffish enough that like, yeah. I don't fully embrace it, but also I, I can't, they're, they're, well, they were a game changer. Yeah. And like I said, like I only saw them one time live, but it, it's in my top 10 concerts of all time. Like I had such a good time at that concert. But I've never even tried to see them again. I've never even attempted to get tickets. Not to be like, oh, this guy, but I saw them at Tramps on the Ben's tour. 
Mm-hmm. I was like fucking 15 years old mm-hmm. standing there. And I didn't even know they were that good yet. Like, because don't forget, like Pablo Honey comes out. Creep is a big hit, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like a middle of the road. Album. It's not like a great yeah. album. Yeah. I, that's why neither of us said it. <laughs> the Benz comes out and it is a legit, the Benz for all mm-hmm. the shit I'm talking about. These three dudes who say the mm-hmm. Benz is the best radio ad album, which is, fucking crazy but i i do like i like the bends a lot i would put that as my third see i go i i would go fifth okay <gasps> no fourth i think i would okay. go fourth fourth or fifth mm-hmm. i gotta revisit in rainbows though because i think if i listen to in rainbows now in rainbows would jump a bunch yeah i in rainbows and kid a are probably like a real close one too for me it's not a far off thing it's just that i think that i've listened to in rainbows more over the I years believe you're not as into okay computer oh yeah i never got into it period like let I don't down even... electioneering let down let down is in the conversation for me as one of my favorite songs airbag Interesting. yeah oh, i love kid a Maybe I, I should mean, go back sorry, and listen okay, to computer. it. Yeah. I think you should. You'll be less You know afraid. what I did not listen to? I mean, I know, I was like, I know it, but I forget like what's on it was like Hail to the Thief. And then I was like, oh yeah, there are actually are a lot of songs I like on There's that. There's really good songs on that. <laughs> you got to listen to OK Computer again. That's Yeah, I got to do that. Paranoid Android is. is oh yeah, it's a great as song. As good as it gets. Um, but so I, yeah, so I saw them on that Ben's tour and mm-hmm. then I've seen them, I've seen them on most of all the tours following not the mm-hmm. last time though i didn't see them on that moonshade pool tour i didn't yeah i didn't go to any other ones i didn't try to see them any other time i saw um saw tom york once in london he came into the national portrait gallery when i was working he seemed like a nice he like waved <laughs> like um i had a lot of friends who went to to grad school at oxford and they would see them around town sometimes mm. but anytime i came out to visit i didn't see them but Shout out Johnny Greenwood writing those beautiful mm-hmm. scores for Paul Thomas Anderson writing those. Goddamn- oh, for so many people now. He's oh just- yeah. Oh, that Phantom Thread score. Oh God, give it to him me and all Trent the time. Reznor. You see Trent Reznor and Atticus Fincher writing this writing the score for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. No you way. heard that right. <laughs> wow, that is interesting. Different. Life. Shout out also the smile, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood's band. Oh, that yeah, they, is it Johnny? I think it's Johnny Greenwood. It's but that was a great record last year. Still doing it, man. God bless him. What was I love radio. Tom's other? Yeah, thing called that he had like ten years ago. Begins. I'm be. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm seeing an A. Yeah. A sounds right. <laughs> A. Adam, A. Adam, A-T-O-M. Why am I thinking A-T-O-M? That sounds like something. A-T-O-M. Tom York. Shout out um, Rabbit in the Headlights, that uncle song. Oh, Tom God. York. Yeah, that music video used to freak me out. Rabbit or deer? Um, Rabbit. Rabbit. Oh, that's a great song, too. Adam's for Peace. Adam's for <gasps> oh, Peace. Oh, my God. Adams for peace, dude. Fuck mm-hmm, off. I was mm-hmm. right. Shout out also, dog. You said something. The PJ Harvey song from Stories of the City, Stories from the Sea. Uh, mm-hmm. That Tom York guests on. Oh, my God. Mm. What a song. If you've never heard it, Broomheads and Rachel. I don't know if I've heard it. 
It's this mess we're in. It's not, uh, it's not you said something, but go to your nearest Spotify listening device, type in PJ Harvey stories from the city stories from the sea, scroll down to this mess we're in, ah, city sunset over me. One of the great songs. Interesting. Oh, they're like, they're like going, and it's all about New York. You'll love it. Listen to the song. Oh God. I'm going to listen to it as soon as we finish. Dude, Idiotech is, oh. It's, it's, yeah. That's, if I had, oh, it's so hard to pick a song. Like, this is the thing. I just, I'm named like 10 songs and then I'm like, I'm good. Just like all of them. Now we have to talk about Degrassi. It was so fun talking about Radiohead and Blink-182, two of our favorite <laughs> bands from the 90s. Yeah. Oh, and beyond. So we're talking about one of our favorite shows from the 2000s, but now we're in the 2010s, so. Did Radio did uh, Radiohead, did Blink-182 play the, the classic 2023 song, Edging? They did. They did. <laughs> that song fucking sucks. Oh, the other thing that was pretty cool was that the platform that the drum set was on got lifted up into the air and Travis Barker played on it for three songs. Like fucking Tommy Lee? Hanging the... like 30 feet up in the air. Dude, that's the Tommy Lee shit from the Dr. Yeah. Feel Good tour. Oh it was wild. God. It made me anxious. I was like, what if something went wrong? <laughs> He's fucking just trying to be Tommy oh. Lee now. What a cool guy. That's funny because he is married to like this generation's Pamela Anderson. Yes, it's a Kardashian yeah. in yeah. a sense. Yeah. Anyway, Drew is having oh. a lot of troubles. He can't get a bone. Should I read my blurb? He's gonna get killed. Sorry. Yeah, you should. I'm sorry. I forgot about the blurb. You know that we're doing this bi-weekly. I forget about yeah, the Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I know. When we talked about music for like an hour so. Hit me with your best blurb. Okay. In Idiotech, Drew is afraid of the big bad Vince. Connor is still stealing panties. And yes, I did say panties. And Anya regrets sleeping with Owen. And then she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bonkers that she just goes right in for a fucking like suck face at the end. I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. Wild. But we're going to have to start with Drew. Yeah. Drew is shook. So worried about Vince. He's so nervous. I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. He did like basically tell on the guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm so interested. Like, they're just like, oh, he, they couldn't hold him. And mm -hmm. I want to know why. Mm -hmm. I guess they couldn't figure out that he did anything. Vince was, he was also like not even on Vince's radar until. Uh, Bianca does the Bianca thing. And then he's like back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I kind of felt like I was like, I feel like Drew's overreacting. This is going to be fine. And then I was like, actually it wasn't. So <laughs> I have to be honest. I would be pretty scared. I think yeah. because like you sent him to jail. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And then he got out and he seems to be kind of like a, a career criminal. This guy, Vince. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Apparently he's going to be in the show. Yeah, for at least a little while. But Bianca comes over and is like, let's have sex for the first time. Let's just get it over with because it's just never good. 
Yeah, it's like, he can't get a boner. And then 20 minutes later, they're sitting across from each other. He can't get a boner. And you know it's 20 minutes because they focus on the clock and the time. Mm-hmm. They show you. Rachel's not out here willy-nilly pulling out times, Oh, guys. no, no. She that was a real time change. I can't give you exact minutes because I didn't look that closely. My TV screen is not that big. I have to say, shout out Bianca, though, because he can't get a boner to bone zone Bianca. And he says to her, it's not you. And she goes, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fair play, Bianca. You're starting to dig yourself out of that hole a little bit. Yeah. So, like, Drew is just super jumpy in class. He's in Coach Anderson Armstrong's class, who we haven't seen him for a while. Um, and a, some, like the dump truck picks up a dumpster outside and he it's like thinks it's shots and he jumps down on the floor in the classroom. I have to assume that since Drew has killed a man, mm-hmm. he hasn't, but he, he has taken the rap mm-hmm. for killing a man. The school must be aware that he killed someone. You would think. And. The teacher, this fucking Anderson arms. I got (laughs) so many bones to pick with this teacher. Yeah, I thought you would. This guy sucks because he has no empathy for the fact, like no thought that, oh, maybe a loud sound makes him think of a gun and therefore scares him. He's just like, you better uh, wash your face. I was just like, did you, do you not know that this happened? You have no, and then like the kids are like, make sure you check your underpants too. Cause like implying that he shit himself or pissed mm-hmm, himself. Mm-hmm. And Anderson Armstrong's just like, math is great because it's not political. <laughs> this Anderson Armstrong, he's got a fucking, I hate this guy. I really don't, I really dislike this guy. Yeah, I know you do. First, he was trying to sleep with Liberty. Let's not forget. He, he was, was trying not to- <laughs> trying to sleep with Liberty. That was thrown against him. He didn't do that. Then he made he made that poor Claire take a dildo out of her. Was it Claire? Yeah, it was Claire. Take a dildo out of her bag and show it to everybody. I mean, I not to relitigate that, but Rach, come on. You have to you have to have sat on that and think it's pretty crazy that he would do that. Yeah. Yeah. It he was. looked into the bag. He knew it was a vibrator, and he was like, "Take it out and show everybody." Yeah, it was that very is, embarrassing. That is, that is, what's the word? This like, is why um, you shouldn't steal a vibrator from your teacher's house. Look, I'm not. I'm not Just saying so. she did the right thing, but it was irresponsible of an of an educator mm-hmm. to have a per- you there's no way you don't know what is going to happen to yeah. this person no, this is true when they pull a vibrator not to i'm, I'm not going to get back into this but then also he just like throws drew out of the classroom and isn't doesn't think at all like oh maybe he's traumatized from the fact that he bashed a person over the head and killed him recently <laughs> he's just an idiot like mm-hmm. he has no idea no baffling to me i hate this character and to be fair he is consistently horrible at his job of being an educator but he was great in the beginning was he yeah i thought he was and you know remember when um okay what's his name keyed his car didn't dave key his car somebody keyed his car 
I don't remember. I block out all the yeah. good things he does. I only, yeah, I only, yeah. I only hold I only on. Remember the bad That's stuff. True. That's you right. also misremembered that Liberty thing. I didn't misremember it. I knew he didn't. Re- I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. using it for effect, Rachel. I knew he didn't really try to sleep with Liberty. Mm-hmm. But do we know that for sure? <laughs> so Drew is just like constantly waiting for Vince. Here's my question. So at one point he's playing basketball with Dave. They're mm-hmm. shooting hoops and and everybody is very nonchalant about this <laughs> child yeah, killing like it's person. No big deal. And um Drew I mean Dave was and he wasn't, you know. He wasn't and then he was. Like once he yeah. he said something about like I don't know. Too soon. Yes, and he was like it's yeah. too soon, I know. And Drew unburdens himself with the, the the thing that like this guy's out, I'm afraid. And Dave says, you know, you can't really like live here though, right? And he's like, can I just mm-hmm. walk with you? And he's still like, what? why not just say yes? You wouldn't walk with him, yeah. So anyway, they walk separately. Mm-hmm. And a big car seems a to truck. be slowly yeah. following Drew. And he freaks mm-hmm. out. He runs away and he dry heaves. They couldn't get mm-hmm. vomit. They couldn't afford vomit. So he dry heaved a bunch. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think that was Vince or do you think that was in his head? I think that was in his head. Yeah. I think at first I thought I was like, is it Vince? But then nothing happened with yeah. it. So I think it was just in his head. It could like, just and be it was showing like how nervous he is. So you think it, you think don't waste your time. It's already the voice inside my head. Your head. My yeah. head. My head. My head. <laughs> I agree with you, though. I do think it was. In his yeah. Head. So Drew stays home from school. He puts some tea to his ear to get the thermometer, the ear thermometer. I was like, why the hell is he holding it to the side of his head if he's trying to give himself a fake fever? I was like, wouldn't you put it like in front? If you're, well, so no, they feel because it? they have the <laughs> now, ear now. thermometer. What did Drew used to do? Uh, Nothing. I never mouth. did that. I never pretended to be sick. I always went to school. Well, I didn't try to get away with having a fever when I couldn't pretend to have a fever. I used to put my head on. I used to, to put my head on the radiator. It never worked. Oh, never once worked. I feel like I might have tried to put a thermometer next to a light bulb. Oh, okay. See if that warmed it up. But I don't remember if I actually did that. That feels like something I might have done, though. Yeah, I feel like you were trying to get out of school. Yeah, I definitely tried to get out of school. Yeah, many times. Yeah, <laughs> so you could go see Kid Elric at. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Of course. With all my friends and the spray <laughs> the radio cheese. station that would have a contest somewhere. Yeah. In the middle of a school day. So he puts the tea on his ear. He's got that tea in a glass, like a. Mm-hmm. You drink tea out of glass, or you drink it out of a mug? I thought he had a mug. I thought it was a see-through glass because I feel like I could see the tea. Oh, but maybe it was a see-through mug. I have some of those where it's like a mug, but it's clear. But wouldn't that no. be wouldn't that be made of glass? It would be made of glass. So that's a see through glass. It's a glass. But isn't a mug when it has a handle on it? I mean, no, because doesn't a oh. doesn't like a uh, what are those jars called? They have handles. I think a mug is ceramic. Oh, I just assume a mug has a handle. You think a mason jar with a mu- with a handle is a mug? Since when did they start putting handles on mason jars? A million. I've, I have a whole set of them. Wow, that is something. I, think I mean, a if, mug... it's, if there's a beer stein, 
That's right. a different thing. But I would call it a mug if it's got a handle. I don't know what the internet in the world says about that. I think I would. That's what I, I say. I, I, I would call it a glass. I would maybe go. Maybe you could call it a glass mug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I'm drinking out of a plastic cup. That's a. Cup. This is a cup. It's not a glass. That's a cup. Because it's not made out of glass. That's a cup. This mm-hmm. is a glass here. I'm drinking out of a wine glass. Mm-hmm. That's a glass. Broomheads, what do you think? If it's small, if it, I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm willing to. Yeah. Stand down. I understand what you're saying because I'm like, it's made of glass. But if I'm drinking coffee or tea out of it and I got a handle, it's a mug still, even if it's clear. I don't drink hot things out of glass, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a thing. I have, um, gets hot. I have mugs that are glass. So you hold the handle, you don't hold the, Hmm. yeah. If I had to hold the, the cup, glass, mug, whatever it is, by on the actual part that's touching the hot thing, no, no, thank you. You have a glass <laughs> mug and you call it a mug. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next time I'll bring it down here, I'll put some wine in it and I'll call it a glass. <laughs> if wine's in it, it's a glass. <laughs> I guess you're right. If it's a handle, it's got a mug. I just think of a ceramic yeah. mug. I think mugs are different. Yeah. So so this works. How Whatever it is, it works. <laughs> and Drew gets to stay home from school. I want to try this now, but I don't have an ear thermometer, so I don't know how to try it. Well, I don't think it like would really affect... It's not like taking the temperature of your ear. His ear is also bright red. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and it's, I'm on it right now. His ear is bright red. So Bianca co- tries to come over later and come in through the sliding glass door. And Drew like has a golf club ready to hit her. Because he thinks it's Vince. He's afraid it's going to be Vince. Yeah. And so I think that's when Bianca finally understands like how nervous he is and how scared well, he she is. writes him the text where she's like i'm sorry you're right mm-hmm. when he's with dave and he's telling mm-hmm. dave he's like but i can't i it's her fault and dave's like what are you talking about it's not her fault but he can't get past this idea that it's her fault yeah yeah well especially because his mom is like pushing yeah, that on his him a mom little hates bit. but also he took the fall for her which he shouldn't have done right yeah yeah well, he also then, so then she comes over and he has the, the golf club and she's like, take it easy with the nine iron. And I was like, how does Bianca know what golf club is what? Unless she's just saying that. I mean, is that a nine iron? I, I don't have play no golf. idea. Maybe it's not. Yeah. but yeah. Sh- Except for Minnie. Minnie. Oh, miniature golf. There's just a putter. That I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he tells her, Drew tells her, he's like, I, I know I'm wrong for this. But I can't forgive you. I feel like it's, I keep blaming you. No matter what I do, I keep blaming you. Mm -hmm. And I give Mm -hmm. him credit because like he knows it's not the right thing, but his brain can't. And he tells her, which, you know, lots of times that's a big critique we have of these characters. They don't say how they're feeling. So she in in turn goes, well, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this right. And he's like, okay, cool. Sounds good. No, no, no. She says, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah, she does. You're right. It's like, can't You're miss- right. say God that. damn it. You're right, Rach. <laughs> Fuck. She totally says whatever. I wrote it down, too, that she says. So what she decides to do in the snow after spring break, and it's not to say that it doesn't snow in Canada in the spring, because it does, but I'm like, they, they really fucked up this timeline somehow. I don't understand. <laughs> it was clearly winter break. 
And they called yeah, it spring break. It's spring break. Yeah. So silly. But then it also was spring break because Fiona was supposed to go to the Caribbean. That's well, when no, you wouldn't you go to the Caribbean on winter break? Because it, that's when it's nice in the Caribbean. You want to get away from the cold. Well, that's because you're from New York and you guys have that February break, but not everyone has that. Winter break is Christmas yeah, for most people. That's what I think. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Bianca finds Vince. Yeah. And he's drug dealing. He so. seems very chill about all of it. He's like, whatever, but yeah, you know, he's like, Oh, I forgot about, I forgot yeah. about him. I owe him a visit. And she's like, what can I do to get you to leave him alone? He's like, I didn't, I, I haven't, I haven't done anything to him. Yeah. But she, yeah. but then he does the gross thing where he's like, you could come back to my place and presumably fuck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, cool, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess that happens. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, she comes back to school. She, she does come back to school and say she did what she had to do. Yes. Yeah, she does. She tells Drew, it's done. He's not going to bother you anymore. What did you do? She's like, don't worry about it. I don't want to talk about it. And then this and motherfucker, Drew. Go ahead. Breaks up with her. Something? Yeah, no, no, just that. This motherfucker, after she goes and does all this, he goes, find them, we'll go our separate ways. You kidding Great me? Great Journey song. Separate ways. That's true. <laughs> I don't even like Journey. And I could, I but could that's a great song. Songs. That is the best music video of all time. Is that a Journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Journey song, not a Steve mm-hmm. Perry song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's like, all right. Cool. Yeah. Then Drew's walking in the street in the snow. And he comes upon some friends of Vince's. Yeah. They, beat they have a message for him. Yeah. They beat him up. He's like, I have a restraining order. And he's like, yeah, no shit. That's why he's not here. This is a message from Vince. And they kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, please don't kill me. And they say, no, that'll come in due time or something. Like, oh, that's yeah. a little scary. See, he's right to be a little nervous. Kicked his ass and nobody did anything. They, they were did. like old ladies. All that blood on by. the snow. I feel like they particularly chose the snow because they're like, oh, it'd be great if it's snowing. Bloody snow looks amazing. When when wrestlers are going to have like sometimes a particularly like bloody match, like a cage match mm-hmm. or something. Lots mm-hmm. of times they'll wear white gear because it looks good. Mm. When... um. You work at 930 Club. The first time that Guar comes through after you start working there, you have to wear white ch- clothes and you have to stand up in the barricade while they play. And it's like then, a hazing. It's a hazing. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. It's fun. So I guess it's time for the B story. Oh god. Which do we go with? I had written down Connor first. Connor and then Anya, just because I think that was the order they came in, but I yeah. could go either way. So. Let's go, Connor. Let's do Connor. Okay. Panties. Con- yeah, he's a panty addiction. He's stealing panties. He's stealing Mrs. Oh my Zoe's fucking panties. God, this is still going on and we have to talk about it. This is so awkward. <laughs> well, this is one of those very much like, you, Rachel, do this in 30 seconds and you can. Like, well, yeah, because it's a continuation of what we saw previously, but now Wesley knows. Wesley knows Wesley. what's going on. It's um, so funny that I was like, I hope this goes somewhere. And then 
it's like it, now it has become Connor's whole identity. Well, I, loves- I thought he was going to get caught this time. And I'm like, oh, that hasn't happened yet. So when is that going to happen? I like that this is a multi-story arc. They g- don't give people when Toby, when Toby had an eating disorder because he was like doing wrestling, <laughs> they gave that half of 22 minutes, seven minutes. Get- this Connor thing is going to span at least three episodes. I mean, they're not giving it a whole lot of, of screen time, but it's still too much content. And yeah. I, I understand what the point is. They're trying to get across with it, but it's just so cringy. It's really hard to watch. I don't know that I do understand the point that, that he's obsessed with. I think with. they're trying to talk about him and his social awkwardness. Right. And like, this is something that he doesn't seem to think is like wrong. And it's like, you know, boys going through puberty and like getting into sex and women and stuff like that. And being like, I want to know all these things, but it's coming out in like an awkward way. But I'm kind of curious to like how this, I'm like, does snake find the underwear? Like who finds the underwear in the end? Well, no, because he's, he's hoarding it in his locker for anyone to see. Find out who's, who's going to expose him. When is that going to happen next? Episode, this is maybe? obviously like really gross and bad and like, but there's something. So he steals Mrs. O's underwear when she goes to take a shower after she's been on a run. And he, she tells them yeah. she's been on a run. The most important thing about that scene is the fact that she's not wearing any sandals in that locker room to take a shower. And oh. I just can't think of the athlete's foot and other gross oh, things yeah. that are just going to happen. If you do that, don't do she that. She just went in barefoot. Yeah, it grossed me out. I didn't notice, but I can hear that. But so then after that, so it's also like the thrill of the getting it, I think, is part of the the thing, too. It's like shoplifting. It's like kleptomania. That's what it's Mm going to get end up being come down to. It's like kleptomania. But there is a joy in his face when he steals that underwear from whoever it was Mm -hmm. who's on the swim team. Oh, yeah. When Shantae says, if you really want to uh, send a message to your principal, you got to cover his car with sticky notes. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. And he goes in and he gets somebody's underwear. We don't even know who's. And he's just elated. He's just so happy to have it. And you know what the thing is? Like, he's not like sniffing it or like jerking off in it. It's like not about that. He's at all. more intrigued by the underwear itself, like how it looks like and, and think, how it feels. And I think the stealing, I think it's the mm-hmm. stealing that he likes. He's not going to go yeah. into like a, a store and shoplift. This poor bastard's going to, I mean, I shouldn't say poor bastard because it's, it's gross and a terrible thing that he's doing, but he's definitely mm-hmm. going to get caught and it's going to be like so uncomfortable to deal with. Mm hmm. It's, oh yeah, that's the part that I'm just like waiting for that to happen. I'm, I'm just like, not looking oh, forward to it at all. It's going to be like so it. uncomfortable. Yeah. So but, like Wesley, this episode, Wesley finds out about him stealing the underwear too. And he seems to like sort of try to talk him out of it, but not really. <laughs> at one point he's like, Wesley, Wesley is with him when he steals Mrs. O's underwear. Mm-hmm. And then he opens the locker and Wesley sees that there's also another pair of underwear. And he's like, oh, my God, you also stole Fiona's underwear. Dude, you're crazy. And and, and Connor's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, uh, Fiona's is a poly blend and uh, Miss O's is more of a Lycra. And he's like, feel it. And he's like, yeah. no, I don't want to feel it. So there's definitely like it's just about it's not like it is pervy, mm-hmm. but it's also 
just it's it's not? exploratory like yeah. you know it's just you know exciting and new stuff but it's so creepy at the same time like he just sneaks into the women's locker room and like steals people's underwear out of there you know who does that dogs dogs steal your underwear mm. <laughs> out of a pile of clothes like, yeah that's true you don't want a, a human doing that it's just creepy and now wesley knows so he mm. has to like he's how a, is this gonna a, come out i can't wait i can't wait is, is it gonna be a full in a full two-parter is it gonna be in two halves of an episode <laughs> i hope it happens sooner rather than later because i'm kind of just want to get it over with yeah they'll just come back with it in another six months oh god <laughs> Well, that's really it for the B story. But of course, now we have also a, could you get the C story? Oh, yes, I can. Hit me. Owen has updated his status on face range, I'm assuming. His status. If it's still face range. I feel like Canadians probably say status. What did his status say? Something about... uh, uh, Ask him about his one night stand or something about a one at, night like, stand at Fiona's. Fiona's fee. Yeah. Um, and Holly J and Fiona are like, "Oh, who is this person who did this? Like, I can't believe a, like Fiona's like, I'm gonna have to get a new mattress. Like, I can't believe that they had sex in my house in my room. Yeah. Um, and then they keep talking about how whoever this girl is must have like no self-respect and such low self-esteem because who would even consider that homophobic racist? Yeah. All the while Anya is right there while they're saying this. (laughs) Right there. Um, It must be someone desperate. Holly J's hair is back to a kind of a good space. I think right now, a little bit better than it had been. Yeah. It's all that that dialysis fixing her hair. It's making her hair look good. It's giving her hair some sheen. Yeah. So Anya approaches. Owen is like, you have to fucking change your status. Like I can't No, you can't post that stuff. And then he's like, I'll do it. If you go on a date with me, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So that conversation ends quickly. Yeah. So then he starts posting clues, which Riley hips Anya to. Mm-hmm. And one of the clues is her name begins and ends with an A. Luckily for Anya, there are some other people like Annabella, Ida. Well, Ida names. starts with an I. Ada, Ada, mm-hmm. A-I-D-A. There's an Anastasia, apparently. Anastasia. So she wasn't out just yet. No. But then poor Anya writes a message to Owen that's like, hey, dude, I'm never going to date you. And I don't even remember the sex. She thinks it's a private message. But oh, no, no, because this is Degrassi. And because she must never use face range. She says she posts it to the main feed and everybody sees it. So everybody knows that Anya was, in fact, the person who slept with Owen. So bad. Yeah. So Holly J and Anya confront her and Holly J and Fiona confront her. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, this he's like, he must have hacked this thing and made it look like you said this, but you didn't really say this. And she's like, no, I did. It was me. Yeah. And she is like, I guess I have no self-esteem. But she was also like, Dr. Chris rejected me and I applied only to this one school because I wanted to be close to him, which honestly is really stupid, to be fair. It don't is do really that. stupid. Every, I'm, a, I'm shocked that. that her mom let her do that. 
And, um, and so they do feel sad for her. They feel bad for her, but she walks out. And then she meets up with Owen and Owen is like, he wants to talk to her and she doesn't want to talk to him. And then he's like, look, like they have this nice conversation essentially. Yeah. He's, he says like, he goes, I'm sorry that all of this had to happen, which is an interesting way to put that Mm. because I was like, it didn't have to happen. You'd never, he claims that he put the initial thing about the one night stand on his face range page because she wouldn't talk to him and he needed an open to get her to talk to him. It's all very manipulative. None of this had to happen. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he's like, I'm really into you and I really like you. And she says, she's like, well, I don't know. And he's like, nobody, your friends don't know me basically. Cause they say he's like a misogynist and a racist and, and a homophobe. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, you know what? My friends don't really know me either. And then she just leans over and they start making out. And I was like, all right. Takes very little. Apparently that's what happened at the end of last episode. So he's, he's basically like considered by everybody to be a terrible creep. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess he's handsome enough. I mean, I guess. He's like fine enough looking. Yeah, it's pretty bummery for Anya. I hope we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. At least she has I all of her I can't believe she posted that on his face range wall. I'm assuming it's called a wall. Maybe it's called a range. Yeah, I don't buy it. It's, it feels very, it's a superintendent of plot devices, right? Like yeah. she would know. Yeah. He's like, at she least know. I know how to send a DM. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he called it a DM, but maybe a mm-hmm. private message or something. But yeah, yeah. Are they saying DMs in those days, Rach? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. They used to you say know. PM, a private message. Maybe that's what he said. Yeah. A PM. A PM. Like after Prime Minister. After the afternoon. Yeah, AM and PM. Um. Yeah, that's the show, Rach. That's the episode. Yeah. You know. Not a lot going on, but a lot going on. Drew was like laying in the in a pool of his own blood, essentially. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. That was pretty <laughs> dramatic. Suddenly all the other people, all the townspeople start crowding around him. An interesting thing that I know, they, as they were like ignoring it as it was happening, like old ladies. Yeah, were yeah, but then they're like, by. wait, now what's wrong with this kid? I'd be interested to know, like, so there's a restraining order against Vince, but then, like, they send some goons to go beat him up. How does that work? Like, he should be, they should be able to, like, arrest him now. Because, yes, you didn't violate the restraining order, but you did because you sent a bunch of goons to beat him up. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not a lawyer. You like how I say goons? I like how you say goons. Well, Rach, did it or didn't it? Kind of did. I mean, the beat getting beaten up at the end is like kind of going there. I think so. Everything else doesn't really feel that going there. The steel in the underwear thing is like not, it would go there if it was like someone who was like using it for like other means, but it just seems like he's like a kleptomaniac and this is how he's showing it. Yeah, it's not as creepy. And also the second time around, it's like less interesting. But I guess it is going there because he is stealing. Yeah. He is breaking into the, a lot of breaking in. 
And then Anya and Owen. I think it kind of goes there. Not in the traditional mm-hmm. sense, but it goes there mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Do you want to do a one to ten, or do you just want to say it does or it doesn't? Um, what are you feeling? I don't know. I'm just going to say it does. Okay. I'm going to say it does, too. <laughs> I'm going to write that down, so I just have that in my Did notes. you have a ranking? Give me the ranking. No, six? I didn't. I had it blank. Probably I had like it blank, a six. So. Yeah, it's it's probably like a six. It's over a five, but it's not up to a ten. So it's like in the five six range, the face range, the mm-hmm. five six face range. Yeah, don't post it on the public page. Um, Pat, I feel like I have to ask it this way, and I'm sorry, but like, whose panties am I going to steal, Rachel? Yeah, I don't know how else to put it. I can say underwear if that makes you feel more comfortable. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> Who are you going to fuck at a party and then wish that you hadn't? That is not good either. That is not good either. But you're right. There's really not many other options. Who are you going to beat up in the snow? Who's my most valuable Degrassian? We haven't really talked at all about Anya. Anya. Bianca's decision, presumably to sleep with that person against mm-hmm. her will, not against yeah. her will. Cause she did it, but yeah. it was a, and she did it ultimatum. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So I hate this Vince. Yeah. He's shitty. He's pretty shitty. We don't know if they actually slept together, but I am assuming that because because the guys who beat Drew up say like just because she put out doesn't mean this is over. And then they beat him up. So that's a whole can of worms that like, I guess we'll probably unpack at a later date. But I really Mm -hmm. don't like any of that. Um, It's uncomfortable and shitty and. Just bad. Um, I'm going to tell you who my best Degrassian is this week, Rach. And it's a little guy called Riley, um, Riley <laughs> Stavros, uh-huh. because I don't know who else to pick. And he was like, he's fun to me when he's Anya's friend. Mm-hmm. So he had like a couple of scenes with Anya and he was like, hey, look at this Owen guy is a real creep. Mm-hmm. It's not you, of course, I know, yeah. but who knows? <laughs> but it is. But it this is. This is one of those episodes where I really don't have a great pick. So I'm going to go with a deep deep cut and i'm just going riley i feel like you do really need to go with a deep cut but i don't even know like which deep cut i want to go for do i want to go for the friends of vince i like the friends like, of vince would beat you just don't like drew well no i actually was thinking that like i think drew has to be the mvd because he was right they were coming after him he was, he was right justified. but he also broke up with bianca after she like I guess he yeah. she, he doesn't know what she did. No, he doesn't know. But I don't like that he was blaming her, that he was like victim shaming. Like he was basically like blaming the victim because technically she is the victim of the attempted rape. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, but it's a, yeah. he took the fall for her because she had a yeah. rap sheet. And it's a like pass. that's that is yeah. the hard part is that he shouldn't have done that. That's true. That's true. Um that's true. She should have taken the blame for it. The thing is, is like it's self-defense. It shouldn't be just because you have a prior doesn't mean that that should fuck that. Well, no, it shouldn't. But the world yeah. we live in would suggest that it probably will. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know about Canada. Canada might be yeah. more lenient. 
but yeah, I know you're right. Drew's probably the answer, and he does. He's got. He's going through some shit. I think they're handling he's this. Going, I mean, well. he's going through some shit, and I understand why he broke up with her because I think that he is just like it, the whole experience was so traumatic for him that like being in the he like he can't be in this relationship right now. It's not a good so. thing. Yeah, he's like, this is why we need to go our separate ways. Journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm still going with Riley because that's he had fine. He also had a great seconds. scene. Shantae is also a great choice. Yeah, she would be good. as always. Yeah, love that the, Shantae. It's a lot of like the PTSD of it all, and sort of like yeah. putting the pieces back together. And like, I actually kind of like. And one of the things he does that is really good mm-hmm. is when he flat out tells her, he's like, "I I know this is fucked up, but I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking it's your fault," mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to realize that you're not right a and then also say it mm-hmm. and acknowledge it that's kind of brave good yeah. stuff good stuff drew yeah one of the best drew episodes i guess i still picked riley for 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't love drew though goodness no i don't love him but he's fine what are you gonna do uh. So, Pat, we got two people to welcome into the room. (laughs) Just don't talk about tuna for five minutes. (laughs) Oh, hello. It is so good to be here. It is so nice. I'm so happy to see you. I understand, Rachel, you've been thinking I've been a bit, a little bit too aggressive lately. So I'm coming in here. I'm happy as a clam, happy as it could be. You could eat a clam. It is delicious. You can have it in the room. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. It is my pleasure to Uh say hello to you. I understand you saw Blink-182. You probably don't want to talk about it anymore, but I'm going to tell you, my favorite the Blink-182 song is Dick Lips. That's also Pat's favorite <laughs> Blink-182 song. But I could, I didn't know, I wasn't going to think of something quick. I wanted to just to say a Dick Lips. You just wanted to say that, I understand. Oh, what is the one? Dysentery Gary. That is a, my favorite the Blink-182 song, <laughs> a Dysentery Gary. I love it that when Marco and the Dylan would the play it in the house all the time, They'd go in the room, they'd put Blink-182 on so loud. And I was like, why are you playing this music so loud in the house? I don't <laughs> want to hear this music it's so loud in the house. And then I realized they were probably doing a kiss and a blow. <laughs> they were probably playing the music aloud so I wouldn't hear them kissing and blowing, mm-hmm. Rachel. I know now what they did not know then, but it is okay <laughs> with me because I wave a flag of pride, a happy pride, everybody. Happy it is June. pride, everyone. It is a pride month. You're kissing, you're blowing, you do whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me because I love everybody, including my son Marco and Dylan. He's not his boyfriend anymore. But I love a dealing. We had a pizza pie in the movie theater in the mall by the movie mm. theater one time. It was so good. Mm. Do you remember that, the Rich? Yeah. Love the mall. One of my favorite places to go to is the pizza place in the mall. I'm a real Italian. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you. Sabaro, right? You love a Sabaro. So 
as I say, a happy pride to all the people who celebrate. You are a bellissima of people. I love every single one of you. You're always welcome to come into the room. And I think we're going to welcome some lovely people into the room right now. So let's do it. I'm in a good all mood right. today. Okay, so this person's name, I have to read the full name because there's a caveat with it. Interesting. Interesting. So, so we have to welcome Sarah Sanders, not that one. Oh, not the Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely. That would be a crazy. If a Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> was a like in a this show, she would be in the minority of a people mm-hmm. of her of her stripe to I like a this show. A Sarah Huckabee. You know, Rachel. Over yeah. the weekend, I was at the pet's house and we were watching the Duggars documentary. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful, I mean, I don't know if it's wonderful, it's probably the wrong word. This is disturbing, a documentary mm-hmm. about being caught in a life that is not so good. And you know who was chief among the people who was supporting this religious occult? Who? Uh, Mike. Huckabee, the father Ooh. of a Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But wow. I don't want to be labor Sarah Huckabee Sanders because uh, fuck her. I want to say a warm welcome to the lovely Sarah Sanders, who is not that Sarah Sanders. It is mm-hmm. another beautiful, bellissima person with a wonderful personality and a wonderful life coming on into the room here with us today. She is a sharing space with all of the other dope monkeys in the broom heads who love this show. So Sarah, Sarah Sanders, it is so nice to have you. We welcome you with open arms. And a big hug. Thank -hmm. you for coming here. And we're going to get you settled as soon as you need that. You want to get to some spare ribs? I could get you some spare ribs. You want to get to some buffalo cauliflower? I could get you some buffalo cauliflower. You want to have no food? You just want to have a tequila? I could do that as well. Come on in. The room is fine. Good to have you here, Sarah Sanders. Not the Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Sanders. We love you. (laughs) Bellissima. A welcome. Who's next, Rach? You're not going to believe who's next. Oh, my goodness. Who is it? Is it uh, Kirsten her Cinema? Her name starts with an A and it ends with an A. It's oh, Anastasia. Stop it. I'm no not joking. Way. I'm not that joking. Is, what a kismet kind oh, of a day. We are, I believe you don't have to show me okay, the phone. Okay, okay. What a kismet the day this is because we were talking about someone who is in Maybe this is... The, did you go to the grassy? She might have. This person might have gone to the grassy. Anastasia, welcome, welcome to the show, to the room. We are so happy to have you. You got to come up on next to Sarah Sanders and you're going to walk in together. It's like when you walk into heaven. And I will greet you at the door, and I will say, which room do you want to go to? And I'll give you multiple decisions. You could pick any room in the house you want. They're all so good and so cool, and they're so wonderful or warm. If you like it to be warm, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But we're so happy to have you, Anastasia. I love you. I love everybody. I'm in such a good mood. I'm I'm not not in a bad mood at all. That's good. Rachel's been saying I've been in a bad mood, so I decided to come in here with a ha- with a positive outlook on the life. You know what that is like, Rachel? A positive outlook on the life? I assume it's a good thing. Do you have a positive outlook on the life? 
like a, the glass is just half full and so also that half empty at the same uh, time. <laughs> so a little bit of both. So you pragmatic, have a po- I would call myself. Yeah, you have a positive outlook on the life, but also a negative outlook on the life. Yeah, at the same I try to time. keep it balanced. Oh, that's a pretty good. I understand. That's fine. You everybody's got to do what they got to do to make themselves yeah. happy. That's what the room is all about. It's just a place you get to come and you make yourself a happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just sounds like I'm talking about a masturbation, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying not of that, but I'm also not to saying that. I'm saying it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. some comes in and make yourself a happy. If that's what you need to do to make yourself a happy, it is a private room. <laughs> it is a private room, you know, mm-hmm. so you can. But also, you could just hang out. It doesn't matter. It also doesn't. There's also a common area. Mm. I hope everybody knows there's a common area. That's good. How you been, Rich? Pretty good? Yeah, I've been all right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. It's good to hear it. It's good to hear you've been all right. I know you're so Blink-182. That's a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. I've been okay. Enjoying my summer. Summer? It's not the summer yet. It's still spring. I know. It'll summer It soon. is unofficial to summer because you had the yeah, Memorial yeah. Day a weekend and you had a yeah. hot dog. I had a hot dog and I had a hamburger. Oh, that is bellissima. That is bellissima. Yeah. Did you put any Italian seasoning on it? Like a Paul Prudhomme? No. no, no. I just put ketchup, mustard, and relish on it. You're like a Paul Prudhomme, the, no. the famous Italian chef? I am not familiar with him, no. Hmm. It's not he a looks, very Italian-sounding name. Maybe he's not Italian. I don't know. He looks like the actor. <laughs> Who's the actor with the Burt Reynolds? Uh, Dom DeLuise. He looks like a Dom DeLuise. <laughs> He's Italian. Paul Prudhomme. Okay. I got to get out of here. It has been okay. a nice to see you as always. Good to see it's you so too. nice to welcome Sarah Sanders and Anastasia into the room. They seem like a lovely people. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a good time. Listen to you. A good time you, indeed. You dumb, dumb dumbs talk about Twilight movies. Oh, yes. It's going to be a grand old time. Ah, One it. more to go. I love it. Good to see you. All right. Good night, Mr. Del Rossi. Good night to Rachel. Now, Paul Prudhomme is not uh, Italian. It's okay. like a New Orleans chef. He's dead. It's Paul Prudhomme's Louisiana kitchen. Oh, yeah. He does look like Dom DeLuise. Looks just like him. Oh, follow us at Sparkles. Oh, no, it's not Spark- Sparkles Best anymore. It's, uh, what is it? Degrassi Pod? Dean Pod. Dean Podcast. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Say it again. Say it again. Team <laughs> podcast on Instagram. Um, you can go to the Patreon, which we were talking about earlier, patreon.com slash deep. That's where you can go if you want to get introduced by uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Del Rossi, my old friend. And, you know, we're all over the place. We got a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. All the stuff. All the things. You live and you learn. Right, Rach? You do. Then you get loves. Write a five-star review if you haven't. Yeah, that would be wonderful. That helps get us in front of more audience members. And if you didn't read the about blurb and don't seem to understand that we don't just talk about Degrassi, then maybe don't write a review if you don't enjoy that. But if you like the Degrassi parts, just talk about those parts. Be like, that sounds great. Yeah, if you like the non-Degrassi parts, you can also still leave us a five-star review. Talk about that. Well, it's good to be back. Good to be here. Yeah. Good to see you, Rach. Good to see you, too. So with that, good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely.
Ikniatsky.